Hey, everybody. Good news. We're doing the Comedy Fantasy Camp again. Jay Leno's going to be there. I'm going to be there. John Lovitz is going to be there. Caroline Ray is going to be there. Many, many other big comedians are going to be there. February 29th through March 3rd. Tickets are going to go fast, and it's all going to culminate at the world-famous Hollywood Improv. So come and join us at the Comedy Fantasy Camp and work with the pros. Get your tickets at ComedyFantasyCamp.com. Dive into crime on Pluto TV. Unravel the mysteries on shows like CSI and Criminal Minds. Or follow the clues in Blue Bloods and NCIS. With thousands of free crime movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is the true home of crime. Download the Pluto TV app and start streaming now on live channels and on demand. You better run for your life. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never. This is Below Deck's Captain Lee. Listen to my new podcast, Salty, with Captain Lee. Um, don't you mean our podcast? Uh, yeah, I guess I do. Anyhow, listen to Salty with Captain Lee, co-hosted by my assistant, Sam. And we will be talking about the latest pop culture news and all the gossip every week. So does this mean we have to talk by ourselves, about ourselves, or can we at least have some guests on? I don't know, I find myself pretty interesting, but yeah, we can have some guests on, some of our reality TV friends, and some stars. Works for me. Listen to Salty now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Recorded live at Corolla One Studios with Mark Garagos <laughs> and board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist, Dr. Drew Pinsky. You're listening to The Mark and Dr. Drew Show. Get it on. I got to get it on. No choice but to get it on. Mark Garagos here. I look forward to that. I look forward to that intro all morning, Emmy. Thank I you for I that. can't believe this isn't on YouTube so that we you can see how much Emmy cracks me up when he does that. How much we actually love it. So, so. I had, when I scheduled this with Emmy, the whole idea was do it by Zoom because I thought I'd be traveling. Mm. Because Arkansas, right in yeah. Arkansas, yeah. and so then for some reason this morning, even though I'm here in LA, I still had Arkansas in the brain and thought it was a zoom. Then it took me like 45 seconds to kind of run through. Wait a second, is Drew going to be there? Ah, yeah, that would right. That's what Gary called about. Yeah, 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 that yeah, makes yeah good because sense. I said because next no week I'm not. By the way, Emmy, right. we're doing it on Monday, correct, Emmy? That's right. Yeah, okay. I'm yeah, not. and I figured, you know, maybe Susan would keep you home, cook you a wonderful no. breakfast, <laughs> you know, in bed, serve it to you, and you'd say, I don't want to go to the studio. What were you that living? <laughs> yeah, so, I know. I mean, I, I enjoy my mornings with her, but it does not include any of that. <laughs> so you're looking well and healthy and well-groomed. Is that because of court? or uh, I uh, I will do a little. Somebody called me a narcissist, and I said, okay, well. In, in court? Uh, no, it was after I... I went, I, I, this case I was trying in Arkansas, huh. is, and I've talked about this unreasonable doubt for God knows how long. Yeah. Horrible case. Horrible fact situation. But dates back to 2016. Mm. I, my client is, he's at school, he's a 17-year-old, he's nodding off in class, and they find some coating cough syrup or something. They yeah. they suspend him and they tell him they're going to expel him. He's mm. suicidal. Mm. Um, they call his mom. His mom, a wonderful woman, Piper, 
comes to school, picks him up, but she is, was in such a hurry, she forgot her billfold at home. And Meaning her wallet. Wallet. Yeah. She she called testified yeah. to billfold. Yeah, yeah. But okay. that, All right. so but you and I know it is a wallet. But, but is she it mean her identification? Correct. Yeah. Because her plan was she was gonna take him to the hospital uh, and check him in uh, to get the help. Uh, and she picks him up. They're fighting Does he have about pre- it. Previous psychiatric history or anything? Not really, but mm-hmm. she'd been having problems okay. with him. Yeah, you know he's a seventeen-year-old yeah, yeah, male he's taking opiates. He's right. You know, hey, right, and he's denying it. Now, anyway, they go to the house. Her boyfriend had left a gun in the house, Mm-mm. or his guns in the house. He grabs it. He's suicidal. He tells her he's going to go kill himself. He goes into the woods. It's a very rural spot. Oh, she goes down there, and you have to listen to the 911. She's calling 911. The dispatcher's saying, can you disarm him? And she's saying, well, yeah, I'd rather he shoot me than shoot himself. Oh. So she calls 911 dispatches. Oh, boy. And in the meantime, is she trying to disarm him? she actually trying? She tried. He yeah. said, get away. And yeah. he said, well, I'm not going to hurt you, the yeah. whole thing. Cops get there. They call in a dog handler, uh, and it's be, it's like I mean, it would be Keystone Cops if if it wasn't what ended up happening. The mm. cops get there. They they have no plan. I asked every single person on the stand, "Do you have a plan?" No, we had no plan. You got a suicidal teenager in the woods. They go. The, the testimony was the three guys, three cops are traipsing through the woods with the dog named Duco. They get a barbed wire fence. The one cop does a cartwheel, gets up, sees the kid with the gun, tells him drop the gun. Gun at his head. Gun at his head. Tells him drop the gun. In that millisecond, his thing, he shoots him three times, kills him, dead on arrival, just right there. Um, they then don't tell the mom. She's thinking for the next couple hours he committed suicide. Uh-huh. Then she realizes later on, officer involved shooting. Did, did he did he threaten anything verbally or was there any? not a word? In fact, they testified. All three cops uniformly said that he had a blank stare, the thousand yard stare. It was awful. It was just yeah, awful. I this case, the judge dismisses it on a motion to dismiss. I have to go dismisses to Dismisses the case? Dismisses the case. I have to was go back a, in what, 2017, 2018. He said that the cops had, had qualified immunity. immunity. Yeah, exactly. Because they thought he was threatening them. You know, mm. the, or he the, could threaten them. He could threaten them, yeah. exactly. I go to the Eighth Circuit. I get it reversed. Published decision on qualified immunity. We then go to discovery. They do a motion for summary judgment. The the judge dismisses it a second time. I have to go this time not to Arkansas, but to St. Louis for the Eighth Circuit. I argue that. What, what keeps you in it? There's I just. You just, just knew it. You just, just You knew it was a good There's case. something I yeah. needed to deal yeah. with. Yeah. I Because this qualified immunity, oh, I've been fighting dude. across the country now. Ninth Circuit, Tenth Circuit, How, how about circuit. we go after it with the politicians, too? Right, because right. that's where it runs amok completely. They can make mis- decisions that kill thousands of people. Nah, eh, whatever. I, by the way, I'll get to that in a okay, second. Okay, good. Oh my God, you're making me excited. That we have some 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 government that functions here. <laughs> so I then we get it reversed again out of the Eighth Circuit. Both of these are published decisions. Finally, they tell the the Benton cops and, and lawyers for the cops are saying we're going to go to the U.S. Supreme Court. They no. never do. Mm-hmm. We have trial starts January 29th. We're there for a That's week. This trial, this yeah. trial, yeah. Same case. Eight years later, mm-hmm. um, the the we get to the closing argument. I tell the jurors, 
you know, I the hardest case. This is this is true. The hardest case for me, and I really don't know how many more of these I have in me, is a parent who's lost their kid. Yeah, yeah. How do I talk to a jury who I, you know, I know him for a week, and how do I come across telling them value this kid? Yeah, yeah. I said, but they had no plan whatsoever. This was the the chief, the the current chief testified that he was assistant chief back then. That when the current, the then chief called him, he was away in Louisiana and told him, "Don't worry, we got it handled." Mm. Okay, and they proceeded to handle it. Although mm. the handle it meant just cover up. Mm. So I told the jury, I, do, I don't know what to ask you for it for damages. One million, five million. You know, you yeah. value a kid. I'm not going to do it. I can't do it. It makes yeah. me it breaks my heart. Yeah. Juries, I, I close. So, so you I, just out of curiosity. You're already also giving them advice on the what the judgment should be, not Correct. just not just find him guilty. But I, also. Anybody who sat through that trial, <laughs> my, mind you, anybody who sat through that trial, there was no question yeah. that this police department not only did absolutely nothing, but it was ratified and it was a cover up. Yeah. I mean, I won't get into the. I'm not yeah. going to bore the listeners yeah. with what the evidence was, but it was a gimme. I mean, I've yeah. never seen testimony where cops just admitted to, yeah, we we didn't know that this cop who shot him had a previous issue with minors. We and, and, and we didn't know that this cop had killed other people when we investigated this. We didn't know this. We didn't know okay. that. They wouldn't even let me. I was precluded from talking about the fact that after this incident, this cop killed somebody else, too. Oh my God. I mean, he's like a serial killer. Oh, my God. So, and um, as but he always gets exonerated. Ugh. Always, I mean, they always exonerate. Are they going to keep him on that police department? The scary well, part the, to me is he can go somewhere else and get a job. By the way, he's now with the state police. Yeah, and he's pulling my. And the testimony is he's pulling my Ooh. client over. She has to leave Arkansas. So uh-huh. anyway, I close in the morning, at around we finish. The jury goes out eleven ish. Ten of they've got a couple of questions, and they come back at four fifty. And I'm very worried. Five hours later. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking this too is fast. too fast. And they they say they don't find the cop um, liable. And to some degree, it's ingenious because I tried this case as this was a preordained. As soon as she called 911, yeah. they had no plan. They No mental health training. No, nothing about that. So they held the department liable. Yeah. They held the department liable. They've. Count the verdict number four. The judge, who's dismissed this case twice, mm. looks at the four person and goes, 15 million? Like that. And she goes, oh, yes. And then he turns over and goes, another 15 million? Oh, yes. And then another million, another million. It was like 32 million bucks wow. that they came back in just last week. And now already the city, as you can. Uh, we're bankrupt. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we're a judge, we need you. Save this. They filed a motion to set aside the verdict. So I'm sure that I'll be ended up in the Eighth Circuit for the third time on this thing. It's just. Say, my, uh, it, it will be a 10-year slog by the time it's all said. All because the, of this judicially created yeah. concept Wh- of when? qualified immunity. When was that created? I want to say it's about 40 to 50 years ago. So it's ago. not 150 years ago. It's, no, it's no. Late I mean, 20th you know, century. We got nothing. I was reminded of this during the arguments for the 14th Amendment Section 3 with Trump. 
people are talking about the history. Yeah. There was Jefferson Davis yeah. and the talking about whether this was an, what an insurrection is and whether or not it applied to national offices, whether the president. And they're looking at historical precedent. Yeah. Well, if you want to look at historical precedent for taking Trump off the ballot, yeah. all more power to you. It's, a, it's an interesting concept, although I don't think you have to go there because you can just read the text and it does not list the president as an office. But look at the historical precedent for judicial immunity. A hundred years ago, wasn't there? Yeah. None. It was just created out of pure cloth. Yeah. And how about uh, administrative uh, so the, the, the well, government? So you mentioned, what about politicians? Yes. I survived, I sued on behalf of a nail salon in Orange County, survived the motion to dismiss, survived the motion for summary judgment. Was this about uh, I sued Newsom for the lockdowns. Just happened this last week while I'm in Arkansas. The Court of Appeal, they filed a writ to the Court of Appeal. The Court of Appeal tells the trial judge, you better reverse yourself or we're going to because we're going to give immunity and commandeering does not mean, by the way, does not mean when we shut you down and tell you we're going to revoke your licenses if you open up or that we're going to find you, that's not commandeering your place. What is it? Yeah, you tell me. <laughs> what is it? The wow. Court of Appeal is about to bail out Newsom uh, because but we they, they survived. they consistently, though, come down on the side of the government and public health. Like all the states, all the courts seem we to do are, that in a way that's bizarre. What are we, four years, almost four years after the fact? Yeah. Coming next month, it'll be four years. I've got two cases, that and to Lord Flats, that yep. are still alive. Um, and you would think that somebody would say, you know what? We, were, we lost our minds, and we're going to let you kind of survive. But the court, what is the Court of Appeal doing getting in the middle of this? Uh, but there seems to be some overriding principle that keeps bleeding through about public safety and what public health is supposed to be. And it's this anachronistic idea of thus saith the Lord, and, it, and it's necessary for public health. And it's all wrong. It's all wrongheaded. It's, it's not it's, only wrong. It's the deference to somebody like a county health official. By the way, she apparently a suicide today in her ranks just today because of a toxic work environment. Wow. Good I times. didn't know that. Just, just somebody texted to me before you walked in here. So good times. Wow. Well, a sociologist, not not a physician, making right. public health making decisions. public health decisions, which the government does not want. I don't even want strict scrutiny. What about intermediate scrutiny as opposed to rational basis, which basically means now I just bless anything? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I, the thing to me that I keep hearkening back to is the. Remember the red, yellow, green criteria for opening and stuff. And I looked at that. I was doing. I was doing a local news broadcast with Alex Michelson. I go. This isn't. We're never going. To, today we would not be there. Right. If those things had been allowed to stand, we'd right. still be locked down based on her judgment of what should happen. By the way, the God, only so reason confusing. that wall started to crumble, and it's bizarre because for me. It's the opposite side of the aisle is because the U.S. Supreme Court started gutting those things when it came to religious organizations. Other than, other than that, 
and our friend Harmy was in the, was in that fight. And I was I was working. And that was some letting of the people cases. meet in a parking lot or whatever. Right. Letting people meet somewhere. Well, Gorsuch would say, let, "Let me see if I got this right. You can go. You can go to the liquor store, but you can't go to your church." Uh, uh, Explain yeah, that to me. And that's just a tiny little microcosm of the stupidity of all of it. I mean, it's interesting now. I, I look back. There's still some, like I was watching uh, 90 Day Fiance has these 90 Day Diaries, and their diaries are from the masking and lockdown days. Wow. And you see the insanity of people wearing a mask and then taking it off to t- eat and then taking it off to talk to people or taking it off to go to the podium. Or there was one guy seeing a urologist, seeing a doctor, and the doctor was wearing it around his chin. And I'm like, this is so insane. This is well, so Well, don't you nuts. wonder when you see people still wearing them? Oh, because my God. Because I see I, this. I just, now I feel bad. Like, what do we do right? to these people? And they're right? wearing them outside. It's traumatizing. Oh, my God. Well, God knows what we've done to them. It's just terrible. And, and then now finally consensus of something I've known for three Three years, four years, six feet was invented out of whole cloth. Just right. invented. We talked about that. It made this whole. But how many things were invented out of whole cloth? Go pay. Pretty some much bills. everything. I know that's the thing. All right, I want to talk to you about parallel economies too, but that's okay. going to come up in a second. And to that point, I've got some news about a product from the parallel economy that can really help you. Sugar Shift Probiotic by Biotic Quest. Navigating probiotics gets a bit confusing, but Sugar Shift makes it easy. It's not your typical probiotic. It gives what makes it stand out is it's a powerhouse. It doesn't just restore a balance to your gut and your microbiome. It addresses the inflammation. It hopefully supports healthy blood sugars. And of course, the sugar story, insulin story is much more complicated and important than we have really known for quite some time. Sugar Shift converts glucose and fructose in the gut to a prebiotic mannitol. It's a free radical scavenger. It promotes a more diverse microbiome. Patented formula with eight probiotic strains not found in other probiotics. And you need to get the right product, of course. So here is the exciting part. Get 15% off your first three months of your Sugar Shift subscription with our promo code DREW15. That's one DRW15, DREW15. And while, of course, results vary, clinical trial results suggest that the best results come at three months and beyond. And beyond, I want you to take charge at BioticQuest.com, B-I-O-T-I-Q-U-E-S-T, BioticQuest, B-I-O-T-I-Q-U-E-S-T.com, and then the code Drew15. You're about to hear a preview of The Jordan Harbinger Show with iconic musician and producer Moby. It's a super real conversation about fame and mental health. Moby was really open on this one. My first punk rock show was to an audience of one dog. And my first electronic music show was to Miles Davis. 1999, I thought that my career had ended. My mom had died of cancer. I was battling substance abuse problems. I was battling panic attacks. I'd lost my record deal. And I was making this one last album. And I was like, okay, I'll make this album, I'll put it out, I'll move back to Connecticut, I'll get a job teaching philosophy at some community college. And then all of a sudden, the world embraced me. I handled fame and wealth really disastrously. It was so humiliating. I wouldn't trade any of it. For more from Moby, including how he bounced back from a 400-drink-per-month booze habit, check out episode 196 of The Jordan Harbinger Show. You know what made me think about this? Uh, did you see Julian Michaels? Yes, uh, with Mar. With Mar? Yep. But what did you think about what? She, she was very insightful, right? Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. She's been in here. She's been in this room a bit. And when both Adam and I went, that woman knows some stuff. Uh, she <laughs> was, I was mesmerized. Yeah. 
And even Mar was like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Julian you Michaels? Could see, it was like, Julian Michaels? I wasn't, you can see, I wasn't expecting this. Yeah, but. Yeah. He loves that one, by the way, when people have something to offer and they didn't expect it. Yeah. So what did you, what particularly? Her economic talking, No, the lab leak theory. Oh, yeah. Because I remember the first couple of weeks, Adam and I were talking about, was it this animal or that animal? What was the other one? That the was pangolin. A, the pangolin. Exactly. <laughs> And we were talking, and then it kind of evolved by week three of, wait a second here. This doesn't make a whole lot of sense. When when you have that. When you got that. (laughs) It was Jon Stewart stepping up, your member, and going, wait a minute. There's something called the Coronavirus Research Lab (laughs) eight feet away from where this thing broke out. What? Why why is it that comedians were the early money on this? They were not. They actually were not. It wasn't until... John Stewart piped up for a second, and he got crushed down. Right. And then it really wasn't until uh, Chappelle broke it open. Chappelle gave permission somehow, and that and that was a bit later. And oh. even now, you'll get you put it on Twitter. You'll get you, you this insanity of calling somebody right wing for a bizarre for a medical opinion you disagree with is so fucked up. I was I uh, was with Jimmy Dore yesterday. And he's he's a Bernie liberal. He's a Bernie Sanders liberal, but he's very concerned about the overreach and the you know, the, the, the intelligence organizations and the control and the, all the stuff that the Twitter files have opened up, which I just I can't almost can't even believe it. I know. Right? And, and by the way, if you it's I almost I almost feel shell shocked sometimes because when you cross that line to talk about it. Oh, you've been red pilled. Oh, you got right, right, right. There's something wrong with you. You're, you're right wing. How am I a red pilled? I've been a, I've been the lefty liberal forever, <laughs> for, literally forever, literally and, forever. And, and you I've have never... not changed. You have not changed. Adam has not changed. <laughs> the frame moved all over the place, and then all these unfair, weird uh, criteria. You know these weird uh, pronouncements of who you are because of an opinion. Science about opinion. So back to the lab leak. So I, I read the Nature letter. It wasn't even an article. It was a right. letter they threw together. And it was pretty compelling. It was good. It was well done. And then I listened to a bunch of podcasts that uh, Christian Anderson, these main players in right. there, did. And they were like, look, Fauci did not – he just was – he sat there and was supportive. Now, they were going a direction he liked, of course. And so he was just very supportive and said, please publish it. Write up your findings. He, he According to him – but they all were clearly going out to find this. So they well, had a bias to looked. find where it comes. That's already a bias. Not did it come? Where did it come? And they, where did it come implies that you're going to look a number of places for some theories, not just one place. And the, the insanity above all else that was so co- – this is the comedy. You're a racist if you say they are high-level scientists researching in a lockdown lab that has a leak – but you're not a racist if you say they're dirty, dirty animal eating, wet market sustaining, uh, you know, sort of yucky, <laughs> right? Uh, uh, right. Yucky That's race. so true. I hadn't even thought of that. Well, she, you're racist if you say Labley. The what I thought was what she pointed out, and this, you know, it'll be used by both sides. Was the email where he, where Fauci is saying seventy thirty, right? That was Which early. That was, was early. And he really did move early. off that. I, right. See, I, I'm trying, I'm, Mark, I am trying to be as accurate as possible. It is getting freaking confusing. I got to tell you. I, I can't. I'm trying to figure out. I, I go to the hospitals, right? There's no COVID in the hospital. There's no 
ICU COVID patients, not with not because of COVID, that's for sure. Right. And then people are publishing 2,000 deaths in the United States last week or something. I'm like, where, where, are they dying at home? What, what's going on? Where is that coming from? Well, I, I can't even – I can't. are they 100 years old and dying in nursing homes and it was going to be something and they just have to be COVID? Well, that was uh, my mom. My mom was – we were literally talking about – you know, do we do death with dignity? We're going back and forth, and then COVID takes her out. I mean, she was gone, and it's the the old man's friend we call yeah, it pneumonia. Yeah. The old man's friend now is caused by COVID. That's right. what does that. So I'm guessing that's where the data is in, in there, but nobody parses that out. No, go, in fact, it's the opposite. We just conflate it. Correct. The other conflation, and this is actually very disturbing, is they're conflating all the vaccine data with alpha and delta. In other words, 3,000, you know, 3 million lives saved. It's like, yes, I am prepared to sit here and say, this vaccine was a, I think it was a good thing early in the pandemic. I really do. I I think it had problems. I think they rushed it out. All these things are true. I think it made a difference. I think it, 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 did it make a massive difference? Not as much as we thought, certainly. Somebody played me, Jimmy Dora paid me a video of Peter Hotez on TV, like, 40 times, and each time he comes on, he says something <laughs> radically different. We're going to stop the virus right here. You take the vaccine, this is all over. Well, it turns out we can't stop the virus, but we're going to keep you out of the hospital. Well, turns out you're going to need another booster, but but just, just a three-shot series. Well, it's always been three shots, and now we need a booster. It's like It was so sad to watch these people scrambling with their bullshit. Really was sad. They should have just been, hey, we're doing the best we can. We're trying to figure this out. Our current recommendation is that you take this thing. Instead, they were, you know, thus say it the Lord. Again, this is a dangerous thing for I, scientists and especially. And by the way, for a scientist. Can yes. we talk about some every single trial that I do? I'll give you my perspective as yes. a lawyer. Yes. And they, I have an expert. Of some kind. Why you always alert me to this? Right. I, I have an expert. I, the first question that I ask them is, what is the basic principle behind a scientific theory? Right. Is it that you get up here and you testify that I found that this is the answer? I because I think that's the opposite of a scientific theory. Well, okay. Let me let me. Let me okay. I, I, yes. I got to write down the word theory because it has been adulterated so badly. That's exactly it, my it, point. It, it, it's it's what I. Was schooled in. Maybe I was schooled wrong, but what I got to understand. In, uh, well, hold your thought, okay? <laughs> because you, I got to introduce you to Bill Maher. You, do you know Bill at all? Uh, Bill and I from years ago when he used to sub for Larry King. Because you know how we share a similar educational heritage. Bill is from that world too, too. and so it, it doesn't exist right now. No, it's at just, all, so, at all. And so it's pretty well so through the on. spot. All right, uh, look, perfect thing for growing your business. You and Shopify. It's of course the global commerce platform. Everyone's heard about Shopify now. Whether you're selling soap or outdoor outfits or all-in-one e-commerce platform that helps you with the in-person POS system, they have you covered all the way along. Everything. You name it, they got it. Shopify powers literally 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. It is also the global force behind many brands you know. I think now people understand what Shopify is, and they go to it when they need to help uh, with uh, e-commerce. No matter how big you want to grow, Shopify takes your business to the next level. They have resources at each step of the way. Businesses that grow, in fact, grow with Shopify. Right, Amy? That's right. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Adam and Drew. That's all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash Adam and Drew now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Adam and Drew. 
So I'm going to tell you what I told okay, Bill. Okay, please do. Because and he sent me a book after we had this conversation. I read it called Cynical Theories. Cynical oh, Theories. I cynical recommend theories, it. Cynical Theories, I will. Just, I went on Amazon. I bought it. I read it. I read it twice. It, it really Who's was Who's it by? Uh, two British. One is like a British biophysicist. And the other woman was a writer, I think. But... But they, they got it. They got it. And here's and, – and I didn't know quite how clear well, this why, was. So we set this up for those who are not who, – who, who didn't go to elite, effete, liberal arts edu- educational institutions. In the 70s and 80s. Right. If you go there now – it's pure. None of this. I. <laughs> that's this. what I said. I don't even recognize my education. Do, I hope I you feel, pulled so, funding uh, from your uh, institutions. Uh, I sure have. Because uh, until they find their way back, I'm, I don't understand what is happening. Because I, I can explain. It. Please. And, the, and this group, these two, confirmed it. But one thing they did point out that I want to, I want to just emphasize. And Adam, I talk about this all the time. That people that adhere to this philosophy that I'm about to tell you have this extraordinary propensity to invest everything in things that look good on paper. A lot of things look good on paper. Communism looks good on paper. All kinds of, that don't fit humans and the human experience. And history has taught us again and again and again that if it looks good on paper, it doesn't mean anything. Well, you, you, that's a variation of Mike Tyson. Mike, who was a client, and I heard it first from him when he said, everybody's got to play until you get punched in the face. There it is. So, so here is the basic history of this. Somewhere along the way, um, post-structuralism took hold in the United States. Now, I will point out that post-structuralism is Michel Foucault and Chaussure and uh, Derrida and these guys right. who, in France, where they were a dominant force 75 years ago, 75, nearly 100 years ago, after they had their day for about 10 years, they became— By the way, do you remember what precipitated— the Post- existentialists, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, the existentialists still hold, hold sway. Hold, hold sway, right? But but in France, the post-structuralists were completely dismissed as irrelevant and a joke, and they took hold here as thus saith the Lord. They're the greatest thing, and one of the principles of post-structuralism is that truth doesn't exist. Right. Everything it's, is a construct. Exactly. And then it's very it's a short distance to your brain has no content. It all is created by society and which is just false. We know it we false. We know it's so false. But anyway, that takes hold and now this whole notion of critical theory, theory now becomes how you define reality and define truth and it's whatever system on paper you can come come out with. And this notion of using this impaired instrument, our brain, to ascend to some approximation of the truth, capital T, right? gone, gone. And it's gone in science, it's gone everywhere. And, and, and because it's gone everywhere, treating, teaching the basic scientific method, which is, as you're pointing out, <laughs> hypothesis, simple experiment asking a simple question they don't ask questions anymore in, in the in the setup of the question it's exactly right because so, I, I used one of the ways I prepared for expert witnesses traditionally is I would say right, give me the CV give me then compare it to everything else you can find yeah <laughs> then on the CV let me read what they published. Yes. Right? Yes. I mean, it's a simple thing. And yes. Just even if it's the abstracts, yes. give me that. Correct. Right? Yeah. Something happened along the way. Mm-hmm. They don't, they, what used to be asking the questions doesn't exist anymore. No, they just go, they, they, they sort of ask these kind of sweeping 
observational. Almost, uh, right. Yeah. It's observational. Yeah. And then it's masked. At, it kind of transmogrified from this was our question. This was our hypothesis. Yes. Part of what the scientific method used to be was. Always was. Francis Bacon forward. Right. We're, we're going to come in. This is what we think. The hypothesis. The hypothesis. We're going to test it. No, we're not even going to test the hypothesis necessarily. We're going to may test a question that would help buttress. That would help confirm that. Exactly. So we can ask us like I I won a research contest where this was all going down many 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 years ago, and uh, I noticed that this one antibiotic was taking hold in the surgical residents and the surgical teams. They were using it over and over again. And people did not seem to be getting better. And I was just seeing this, and I thought, I think there's something wrong with this, you know, this antibiotic. And it had been pushed hard by the drug companies and things. I, I didn't really realize how much of that was going on at the time. And I just said, do people get better on this antibiotic or not? Yes or no? Not. Confirmed. I destroyed that. <laughs> it was cast out of the hospital. Nobody got better on that antibiotic. And there were many alternatives that would have worked, and they were just and, using this one. And, by the way, that's a perfect scientific. Exactly. Simple question. Simple question. Yes or no. We've got data. We can and, take a look. And guess what? I did a null hypothesis. So 30 years later, I judged the same contest. And oh my God, they were all over the place with these long stories, and they'd been to, they were, and I was like, "Did you do a null hypothesis?" And they'd all look at me like, "I, I don't know, I, don't, I, don't I have know no idea what yet. you're talking yeah. about." So it's all been weirdly adulterated. And what's even worse now is, of course, it's motivated, and people have a point of view, and they don't understand how to check their own biases. And then the editorial process has been adulterated. So we're going to hold this conversation right there uh, and pick up there. I've got so much else I want to talk about. I, I, <laughs> but, but Mark Eric is here all week with me. Thank God we have so much to talk about. we got a lot of catching up to yes, do. Yes, we do. And we will do so. You can find me at doctor.com. Also, do sign up for the Rumble channel. Uh, this is Valentine's Day, by the way. Uh, happy, yes, happy Valentine's thank you. Day to and our lovely uh, wives. One of those few times when Ash Wednesday and Valentine's Day are oh, the same day. Interesting. Yeah. So, so when for I those see, of you... When I see all the ashes walking around, I won't f- worry that somebody got punched in the <laughs> face for, for not for not getting the right gift You're or right. forgetting or something. <laughs> all right. And Valentine's Day, I've said forever, is a no-win for men. Gentlemen, you young man, you can't win. Well, you my, win my youngest Day. brother was born on Valentine's oh, Day. Mike was born. And we called him Val uh, as he was growing up oh, until fun. my grandmother went, uh, no more. And I, kid. <laughs> I won't go there and tell you why. It was but, funny for a while. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right. Mark and I back. Uh, see you on the see you next show. You better run. Dive into crime on Pluto TV. Unravel the mysteries on shows like CSI and Criminal Minds. Or follow the clues in Blue Bloods and NCIS. With thousands of free crime movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is the true home of crime. Download the Pluto TV app and start streaming now on live channels and on demand. You better run for your life. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never.